This podcast is part of the Podcast Arcade Network. Welcome to episode 50-5-0 of Paranormal Dads. I'm your co-host, Eddie. I'm Andy. I'm Pat. Please join us as we go in search of the world's monsters, myths, and mysteries for the 50th time right here on Paranormal Dads. boys we're back it's good to be back you know it feels like uh every time that we're in between episodes we're just jonesing to get back on the mics and uh, offer you guys something else interesting to listen to kicking out some paranormal tunes right here on paranormal dads look at that with that see, sultry <laughs> <laughs> pat, pat does have that radio voice doesn't he he really does i mean i, I would have pat radio for a while so you know when he when he Be talks, he, my thing, though. he speaks right to your soul. He has that Barry Manilow thing going on. I did what they called traffic and continuity. So I'd basically make the schedule of what the the other DJs would would go through during the day, and I'd schedule the commercials and things like that. Really, uh, and as you say in public radio, it was the underwriters, not the commercials. Oh. So, I would tell you, you're so complicated, Pat. We didn't know this about you, <laughs> Pat, Pat. The nuances and shades of Pat Place. I, I, I was the Bailey Quarters of KVNO. <laughs> <laughs> That's a WKRP in Cincinnati right. reference. If y'all don't catch that one, y'all youngins. Um, I would pay good hard-earned money for an album of Pat reading bedtime stories. <laughs> I, you know, like, I thought about doing that, like making some videos or something like for my kids back in the day, uh, yeah. you know, taking their favorite books and rating it to them. But I mean, I, I didn't see the purpose of, of creating these things and then just like hitting play and getting up and walking away. You know, the whole point of reading to the kids is sitting there with them, you know, so right. that never <laughs> happened. You hit play and walk away. <laughs> yeah, but it sounds like a fun project, though. Oh, for other kids though too. Yeah, I mean, you could yeah. you know put it up on iTunes and be like, "Hey, listen, that's all that's legalese yeah. involved with it, though." So unfortunately, it probably would never come to fruition. That's why we write our own bedtime stories. That's, that's a right. little hint, Andy. That's what we call that <laughs> a little hint. Well, I know the bedtime stories went over well on that uh, camping trip we went to uh, to Okaboji a couple of years back, and Pat was in the back seat reading reading books to sky the whole time so she, oh, yeah, she really that enjoyed that yeah. yeah yeah that was a good time well with that uh thank you everybody for staying with us for episode for 50 episodes and uh we're gonna keep on going through here and we're gonna kick things right off like we always have with those recent sightings all right guys so for recent sightings 
I searched high and low for something kind of unique and creative and recent. As as you guys know, sometimes the challenge when you're trying to find a recent sighting, we, we get kind of uh, loose with that, um, with the word recent, because sometimes we're digging up stuff from years ago. Yeah, we're like uh, in this in this epoch. <laughs> <laughs> but I found one from just a couple months ago. So from uh, October of 2020, um, out in West Virginia, uh, Mothman Ooh. territory, Ooh. there is a town called Parkersburg. I assume it's somewhere in the vicinity of uh, Point Pleasant. But this actually, this information is coming from WTAP.com. Ooh, WTAP in Parkersburg. <laughs> WTAP. Um, and so what happened is in Parkersburg, apparently there is typically a Mothman festival. Th this is why I say it must be near Point Pleasant. So they do the Mothman festival, you know, people dressing up like Mothman, who was uh, back in the 60s. If you don't know, the Mothman was a uh, cryptid creature, big glowing eyes, big moth-like wings, terrorized the town of Point Pleasant uh, for uh, over the course of a year. And... Uh, and there's still occasional sightings from time to time. And so, you know, as it's kind of become a tourist trap of sorts and they have parades, they have, you know, <laughs> costume contests, you know, they have people. Uh, it's, it's a whole thing. And this year it did not happen. It didn't <gasps> happen because of COVID, um, it. which is safe. You know, that's safe. I, I know. I know it has to happen or not happen. But, but still. Can, can you imagine, though, the Mothman? Like they, they've spent all these years building up his ego by doing a festival in his honor. And then this year, nothing, just crickets. It's quiet. He and he shows so he up gets, and he's like, he's angry. He's looking around like, I, it's arms like open, worth like, my celebration. A single Mothman <laughs> tear rolls down his eye. Yeah. Expecting the red carpet to be rolled <laughs> out for him. And then nothing, nothing. So uh, what they did in place of that, there was a Parkersburg and Wood County Public Library came up with an idea to do a online contest called Create a Cryptid. And they have a they created a Facebook page where they were essentially asking people to uh, create and send in uh, artist renditions, drawings, paintings, sculptings of cryptids that people imagined and and made up. And so it could be anything. It could be a Bigfoot like creature. It could be a flying creature. And so they, they did this and the contest program coordinator, uh, Jeannie Mitchie, uh, explains that a, a cryptid is a creature who is commonly believed to exist, but has never been proven to exist. And so they did this little contest. Uh, actually, the, Moth, the Mothman Festival in that, in that town started in 2003. It draws thousands of people each year. So this was the next best thing. Um, Mothman, of course was first sighted in 1966 and it's kind of been a big deal out, out in those parts ever since. And so it's, it's kind of, so I couldn't help myself guys. I went over to the Facebook page uh, to, to see some of these contest submissions. Um, the, the first one, I don't know if you can see this. The first one is Ooh. a dog man, uh, <laughs> you know, kind of like a werewolf type creature. Yeah. And, and whoever did this was good at, you know, graphic good design. Artist. Yeah, but it looks like it's not a scary type of dog man or no, wolf. Looking. <laughs> it looks like a Cheech and Chong version. This dog looks really relaxed, like he could barely keep his eyes open. <laughs> you know what that reminds me of? That what? reminds me of the, uh, what is, I think he's an anteater on the Pink Panther. He's got this oh, long yeah. snout. <laughs> yep, and his eyes are half yeah, open. Or something like that. Yep. 
Well, this this dog man looks like he's about to eat a bag of Cheetos because he just had an edible or something. So. He, he reminds me of Droopy Dog. Remember him? He's like, okay, okay, then I'll go this way. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that cartoon. Whatever. So this, I mean, this is kind of weird, and and you know, it gave people the option to kind of submit a story along with their drawing and. So this this person and I'm I'm not here to poke fun at at anybody, but a couple of these are kind of weird. She she labeled this drawing the portal guardian uh, because somewhere near her property was an interdimensional space that she claims as a passageway of sorts for all types of conscious life forms. And uh, so she named it the portal guardian. So that's near her place. Yeah, apparently. And I'm jealous. I don't have that in my house that I know of. <laughs> Uh, let's see. I do have a, I it's, do it's, have a, uh, a gas station though. That's kind of cool. It's still early yet, Eddie. You, you recently Ooh. moved there. So maybe you just haven't found it yet. Maybe I'll, I'll keep looking. Eddie's going to be out in his backyard with dousing rods and a foil hat. What are you dousing doing? Rod. Looking <laughs> for a portal guardian. <laughs> dousing rods, a foil hat and a dog that I fed a bunch of edibles to <laughs> help me find. You're going to go crazy. Like, uh, like Rick Moranis and, uh, in Ghostbusters. <laughs> My hair's all askew, shirts untucked, asking people where the portal guardian is. <laughs> well, this will ruin the day that you got. Eddie the meets the neighbors. You go up. Hi, I'm Eddie. Are there any portals around? Are there any portals around? <laughs> Martha, get the gun. Eddie's <laughs> Eddie's a weird neighbor. <laughs> well, I was looking at some of these other submissions to the create a cryptid contest and I mean, so that one was based on what a lady claimed to have seen. She didn't really make it up so much as, um, you know, captured the essence of what she saw. This next one is weird, dudes. Uh, check out this picture if you can see it. That's a sculpture. Oh, yeah. It's a, somebody oh, somebody <laughs> used their 3D printer to, to oh, create this thing up. Is that a and, man body with like a salmon head? Very close. Let me read you. <laughs> read you the story i will try to get through this uh this is a, i've never heard of a story like this one all right and this is submitted by carrie carrie c who said i was out walking around town after dark and i heard a noise coming from a dumpster i thought maybe it was raccoons digging around in the trash for food that had been thrown away the noise stopped suddenly so i looked over and i saw a quick movement it looked like something was trying to hide behind the dumpster I was curious, so I moved closer to see what it was, and it looked like a person who was about five feet tall in torn pants. I turned on the flashlight on my cell phone, and the light was reflected back to me from glowing green fish eyes. Instead of a head, it had a tuna fish on its shoulders. It was crouched over like some kind of an ape, maybe like a gorilla. It seemed scared, and it started to stand up. I backed away, afraid that it might bite me with its sharp tuna teeth. <laughs> Instead of approaching me, it jumped into the dumpster. I heard a noise that sounded like someone falling into a deep body of water. And then there was a quick flash of purple light, followed by complete silence. It took a few minutes for me to work up the courage to go look inside the dumpster. When I finally looked inside, it was completely empty, except for some pieces of styrofoam and an empty pop can. So they used their 3D printer to create this statue of, quote unquote, the tuna man. I'm sorry. Oh. If, if I see a fish jump into a dumpster on its own, I'm not investigating any further. I'm in the house. <laughs> and that, that cryptid is brought to you by Chicken of the Sea. <laughs> I love this. Pat's doing the 2020 and lighting that dumpster on fire. <laughs> Let's call him Charlie. No, Charlie Tuna. Now... 
I just got to be honest. I love this cryptid. I wish so. This was this was basically like a create your own cryptid contest, correct? Yeah, and uh, and so some people, you oh. know, just use their imagination and made something up, and some people kind of uh, duplicated something that they claim to have seen. I yeah, he's it. pretty cool. He's pretty buff too, isn't he? He looks ripped. Yeah, he's jacked, man. That tuna, that tuna man has been hitting the tuna gym. I want nice. that tuna workout to get those tuna abs. Got those tuna biceps. Man, wait, wait, wait to tuna your body up, bro. It's tuna terrific. And here's the last one that I found a contest submission. This was also a first. I never heard of this. It's basically a picture of a tree with the branches acting as arms and legs to almost create like a tree person Classic, creature. Like end, end tree man kind of thing here. Yeah, it's I like a tree man. Of, uh, um, Wizard uh, of Oz. Wizard of Oz, yeah. Yeah, and that was one of the scariest parts of the movie for me. Dude, when they're whipping apples at Dorothy, you're like, whoa! Yeah. <laughs> they're so mad they're ripping pieces of them. That's like you and me ripping our ears off and throwing them and at throwing people. Throwing them at people, right. Not even cool. <laughs> <laughs> well, apparently in deep hollers in West Virginia, deep good, good word, Andy. Good, good uh, word. Hollers. Uh, that's 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 her word specifically, Samantha Kelly. Have you ever been in a deep holler in West Virginia and heard the groan of a tree in the wind? So apparently in those parts, there's something called the demon chestnut oak, uh, which is a tree that, you know, essentially comes to life if the animals of the forest are being mistreated or if people are littering. So, you know, you throw your throw your Red Bull on the ground in the woods at your own uh, at your own risk there, because the the demon chestnut oak is going to get you. This is Woody Al's evil cousin. Oh, you're crushing those Miller (laughs) highlights in the forest. Woody the owl. Maybe Woody? I'm dating myself. He he was he was kind of like Smokey the Bear, but Woody oh. the Owl was this uh, public service announcement character that they'd have about. Uh, he spoke out against littering. And oh, he was, is, he, is he the one that said, "Give a hoot, don't pollute"? Woodsy, give a hoot, don't pollute. That's the one. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I'm dating not, myself. Not to be confused with the uh, owl from the Tootsie Pop commercial, right? right Who was right. a jerk? Candy stealing <laughs> jerk. A one, a two. Three crunch, like <laughs> I get one of those a month, owl. I get one of those a month. My mom is so strict. Owl just like whatever, <laughs> flies away. <laughs> Jerk. Jerk owl. Here's here's the very last one. This one was made up. It's a it's a, it's a cryptid. That he's, wearing this a shirt. <laughs> he's wearing a bowling shirt. It's it's it's, it's the alligator in a bowling shirt. Yeah, it's a. The alligator that lives underneath the bowling alley and you know i guess eat your ball before it's returned to you and it's oh it's kind of whimsical this person was just having fun but uh yeah create a cryptid contest i i wish i had caught wind of that uh early enough i would have conjured up something in my mind and tried to try to sketch it out you know maybe uh it, it would have ended up being a hodgepodge almost like a dragon or a chupacabra you know wings fangs shooting laser beams out of its eyes that gives me an idea. We should probably do something like that on our Facebook page, on our on our uh, social medias. Yeah, I mean, how fun is that? That'd, that'd be a great project for the kids, you know. Oh yeah, like hey, y'all are locked down like everybody else locked is down on a winter day. Paranormal dad, create your own crafting contest. We'll talk about them. That'd be awesome. We pick Winner gets a free T-shirt, like. maybe. Yeah, we pick the top three we like, and uh, the top one gets a shirt, and the other two get stickers, and and we talk about those three on the show. That sounds good. We're gonna we're gonna carve up the the pertinent details and let everyone know on a future episode. But I think that'd be fun to get us through the dark winter months. That'd be fun. The pertinence. 
All right, guys. Well, that's what I have for recent this week. So up next, pop culture and the paranormal. And I believe Mr. Pat is up on this one. Here we go. It's time for pop culture and the paranormal. All right, guys, it's that time of the year again. Christmas is right around the corner. It's once again time for the Paranormal Dad's Holiday Gift-Giving Guide. Yes! Oh, yes! This is becoming tradition. It is. So so I, I'm trying to pick out different things that, uh, that, that would give you some ideas. You know, there's, there's all the old standbys, the, you know, all the electronic gadgets and things. Um, but I want to go over... I, I did a search and I, I found some kind of unique ones that I wanted to throw out there. Um, if, if you just go to Amazon and do a search for uh, paranormal equipment, uh, you'll get all kinds of uh, different gift ideas for the paranormal enthusiast in your life. So uh, first off, the, the thing that really kind of surprised me was the, the cameras available. And, and these are like, relatively inexpensive cameras of course you got your your cell phone and and arguably your cell phone has a better camera than than a lot of the cameras on the market today but you can get a cheap camera um with uh and some of them have night vision for like 150 bucks some of them are even you know below 100 bucks um so are these are these like trail cams or are these something that you would use? These are just like handheld cameras. Like you know, they a lot of them have handles on them, so you could like carry them around with you in a dark house or if you're you know investigating. Um, so yeah, yeah, you, uh, some of them were 4K. Uh, so yeah, you have to check check out some of that. A lot of them have they're like Wi-Fi enabled, so you could download the data from the camera to your computer and. Uh, I, I was just kind of floored by how cheap some of these cameras were. And, you know, maybe that's that's something, you know, maybe the quality just isn't there. But uh, just just the way camera technology has improved over the past few, few years, you know, it's it's miles ahead of what we used to have around. Yeah, um, if you're if you're a ghost who doesn't want to be found, you're you're kind of shaking in your boots right now because this technology keeps getting better and better, makes it harder and harder for them to to stay hidden. Right. Right, right. There, there's also the the, the typical uh, common things that you see for for ghost hunters the the EMF meters, which uh, they they record um, electrical frequencies around you. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, the spirit boxes, which sweeps radio waves, and you can it will pick out sounds or words. Um, and ghosts can use that to communicate to whoever is talking to them. Yeah, use that so, white so noise. Some of the common things. Um, but there's there's a number of microphones available, um, like uh, kind of like recorders. You know, you could walk around, uh, try to record, uh, pick up ghosts, you know, vocally. Um, one, one of the cool things I've found it, is the super bright tactical led display rechargeable waterproof flashlight wrist watch <laughs> what <laughs> it's like the swiss army knife of you, so, you just named off like 12 functions dude, so, so and the thing is it's 15 bucks but, but it's Double basically what? 
this, this wristwatch, it's kind of a bulky wristwatch you wear on your wrist. And, and you hold your hand forward, kind of like Iron Man would. And you, the light shines forward. So, so <laughs> super, That's so cool. super cool. You know it's this big. <laughs> <laughs> if it's 15 bucks and it's supposed to do all those things, I'm thinking you... I don't know, man. If nothing else, it's going to end up as a doorstop. <laughs> That's the number of adjectives they used to describe it was awesome. I Can thought, you read that again? Yeah. It's the super bright tactical LED display, rechargeable waterproof flashlight wristwatch torch. <laughs> it's That's a like, torch? Oh, like a flashlight torch. Um, it's like 11 words. <laughs> I'm guessing maybe this was written in a country other than the United States just by the use of the English language there. Maybe not. That's I mean, insane. <laughs> I want this. We got to put a link for this on the show notes. when we. Yeah, that's an awesome one. Um, it can also be a life raft. <laughs> but wait, it's a parachute. But wait, wear it long enough and it's a birth control device because it makes you sterile. <laughs> Plus it repels the women. <laughs> Keeps them away, that nerd watch. Get away from me. Um, uh, fun thing about tactical flashlights. I, uh, um, and we'll talk about this later, but I went on a 28-mile spirit walk about a month ago. And uh, I bought a flashlight, guys. That is the brightest thing I own. I mean, that thing is, the, <laughs> it is so bright. And I read up on it, and I even like held it close to my hand. It gets hot. Oh, and yeah. the the thing was like, don't put this too close to like paper because you could actually catch it. On fire. <laughs> well, I, I, I've, I've seen an infomercial with something similar that they actually lit a piece of paper on fire by holding it too close. So I guess, yeah. I mean, if you're a survivor man and you're out in the woods and you're you know you're out of matches, I guess that would come in handy. But it's really bright, huh? You could see all the way into South Dakota practically, eh? Oh, dude, yeah. This year for my daughter's birthday, I got her a flashlight because I knew she was moving away to college and she'll be driving back and forth between home and, and school. And I wanted her to have a good flashlight if she was ever, you know, out on the road or something, needed a good flashlight. And I think that's probably the same flashlight I bought, Eddie. It was, uh, I can't remember how many lumens it was. Like most flashlights, I don't know, the number's like, what, a couple hundred maybe? Yeah, or a few hundred, 30, whatever. 30 or something. This one was like 4,000. <laughs> and I think she's just afraid to use it because it's so dang bright. I mean, NASA can see this thing from space. I mean, you gave her a lightsaber. That's what you gave her. <laughs> it's like 8 billion lumens. You got the International Space Station telling you to turn it down. She's in her car. You see her click it on and you see a wide shot of the outside of the car. And it just does a hole that gets shot through the roof of the car. <laughs> it's just like an atom bomb. You can see it from space. Oh, <laughs> yeah. No, God so, bless the bright flashlights. So getting back to it, uh, how about some dowsing rods? They have all Ooh. kinds of dowsing rods on, on put Amazon. They've put got, away those uh, old coat hangers you've been using. For, for, for the healthy side of you, you know, copper is supposed to have these healing properties to it. They even have some, they're called electric light dowsing rods, and they look like glow sticks. So, uh, yeah, some dowsing rods for the ones you love. That would be awesome. Um, they've got some underwater cameras. How about body a body cam? There's a number of different body cams you could wear. Like you could clip it onto your your jacket or your shirt or whatever while you're walking around the haunted house. 
Hey, listen, if you're going to have some sort of experience, you get it captured right, right there. You got full video running the whole time. Great. Oh, this, this, this is awesome. This is a, a dosimeter. This is a nuclear radiation detector for $115. Just in case you want to go on ghost investigations at Chernobyl. <laughs> exactly. It'll detect radiation. So, you know, if you got some, uh, some, um, uh, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Some crop circles out in your backyard. You can go Ooh, out there yeah. for radiation. I pictured us looking ghost hunting in Chernobyl and Andy and Pat, you're like, Eddie, we got to turn around. These levels are really bad. We're going to, you turn around. I'm just laying face down on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we could have saved money. Eddie, Eddie's our detector. Eddie's out there making snow angels in the crop circle. Snow angels in the, in the, in the radioactive dust. <laughs> Why does Eddie have three arms? His skin turned green. Oh man, I got another arm. I got to work out. No fun. <laughs> yeah, it might be, it might be handy though. If you're investigating a landing site where, <clears throat> where, you know, a, uh, flying saucer came down. Actually, they're here in Nebraska. We should actually make a road trip someday, boys. Down in southeast Nebraska, we should actually do a main mystery on this eventually. But there was a uh, very well-known UFO crash, actually, that in a small town over the course of a, a weekend, everyone in this town saw this craft. It was just like spitting out molten lava kind of all over the place. Yeah. Southeast, yeah, yeah. you said, or southwest? I think it was southwest nebraska and uh yeah people saw it for i mean i in according to what i read i mean it was so it was just such a violent crash it was spitting off all this debris everyone in town saw it i bet you if we if we got some um you know if we got one of these devices and went down there we'd probably still find some radiation in that area really yeah there's those spots in this world where there's like something won't grow at all it's just dead that one spot in russia where it's a perfect circle you ever seen that oh yeah mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah, just this giant part of this forest where nothing grows. And they're like, we don't know. Anyway, yeah. back to life. People go, people go in there to investigate and they just get kind of crazy. And Oh, yeah, they lose teeth. and Yeah, they do. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, exactly. Just, just a couple more. This is a, a cool thing. You know, if, you, if you're just starting out ghost hunting, they have the starter ghost hunting kit with uh, the ultimate ghost tech uh, book. So what this thing is, is, is a really cool kind of hard shell case, briefcase sort of thing. And inside it has an EMF meter. It has a portable motion sensor, an EVP recorder, a geophone. It's like a, they call it a vibration detector, a pen style infrared thermometer. So you can test for cold spots and this this book that's a, that's called the ultimate ghost tech instructional book this guy wrote about using all your equipment so so it's got everything yeah it's got little Man. earbuds in there and just Man. all kinds of stuff that's like that thing run for uh actually uh i don't see a price on it right now it's um oh it's currently unavailable eh. it's priceless <laughs> it's Absolutely so, priceless. priceless. Um, <laughs> to fit with the theme, it probably they probably only take cryptid currency. What's up? Actually, here's one. It says one used and new from 159 bucks. Oh, um, you know what it reminds me of is those uh, those boxes that you get from fireworks stands. Uh, that just have a, it's like a variety pack. It has like one of everything in it. You know, you got your smoke bombs, you got your sparklers, you got a couple of who's it, what's it's and wonker doodles. And that's the video we need to film. The guy going up <laughs> by and he got like the 
got the actual all-in-one paranormal investigation kit. I'm well, it sounds like that, that little, uh, that little wristwatch seems like it had everything already in it. <laughs> Dude. Here, here, here's the last one. It's, it's basically uh, a glorified parabolic microphone. It kind of looks like a Star Trek gun, but it, it's called the Uzi Spy Gear Listening Device for spying, recording device, or ghost hunting. So there you go. It's, it's, it's like it looks like a little ray gun with a little cone at the at the end of it. It comes with a yes. pair of over ear head headset. So what if somebody good. just what if somebody just snuck up in front of you and just screamed in that thing when you had your headphones? Oh, oh, <laughs> Talk about a single Mothman tear. You have a single Mothman tear rolled on. <laughs> I I you aren't you know you're making good choices in life when you have a parabolic dish. That's oh, all yeah. I'm <laughs> you know you're you're you've made it. That's right. <laughs> it. Like oh pull my out God. my parabolic dish. <laughs> those would be those are insane. Have you guys ever used one of those or listened to one of those? Yeah, I used to use them for football games. I, I used to work for a uh, cable station down in Kansas City, and we I'd, I'd be one of the parent parabolic mic guys on on many occasions and so you just hold it up and you get the crunching of the pads basically you're collecting ambient sound for the for the broadcast so you get the crunch of the pads um you know occasionally you know people screaming in the in the in the crowd and that kind of thing you know, pat, who, who are you pat I, I mean, <laughs> oh yeah i used to work in radio yeah I've, I've used parabolic mics on the sideline of the husker game like who is this guy right like 50 they're, shades of twice they were just getting to know you so well, pat. Just, my uh, broadcast days were, were were good times Jeez, I, I think on our uh, bigfoot expedition in 2016 i think one of the guys in our group had one of those yeah uh, i didn't yeah. use it but i I, mean, I remember he had his headphones plugged in and he was pointing it towards the woods yeah, I remember that. Yep. Yeah. Well, there you go, everybody. There you go. You got some choices to choose from. Little stocking stuffers there for the for the paranormal enthusiasts in your life. And I think this needs to be a yearly tradition every December to mull over some gift ideas. That was a that was a good one, Pat. Right. Happy holidays, everybody. Merry Christmas. And now it's time for the main mystery. <laughs> All right, welcome to the main mystery for episode 50 of Paranormal Dads. And we had some discussion on whether this would maybe be a recent sightings, because this is recent, but but also it's pretty darn cool, and there's a lot of stuff to talk about with it, so we thought we would get straight headfirst into the Utah mon uh, monument, the Utah monolith. It's a monument. <laughs> of sorts. Of sorts. Monorail? Mono monorail. <laughs> Utah, Monopoly? the Utah mono Monopoly, mononucleosis. <laughs> um, and uh, if you've been reading the news or paying attention to this thing, and I was a little bit proud of us on this one. I mean, we had this sucker up on our social media stuff pretty quick. Yeah, I think it was our social media where I first learned about it. I think you, whoever one of you guys put it up there. I don't even remember. I was so excited that I just I don't even remember who put it up there. Well, it was so fresh that I think a lot of the people who caught wind of it caught it first on Paranormal Dads. There you go. Yeah. I'll never say that we're the cutting edge of paranormal news. 
but on this time we got we got lucky. Um, but so the idea is, and if you haven't heard this, but uh, these helicopter uh, pilots and scientists who work for the uh, Utah Wildlife um, Association were were doing what sounds like both an awesome thing and a really boring thing, which might make you fall asleep. They were counting sheep <laughs> while, while flying a helicopter. A dangerous combination. Zeke, what are you doing? You're falling asleep. I gotta count these sheep. <laughs> so. <laughs> no, he fell out. <laughs> um, and so they're counting sheep from this helicopter, and one of the pilots, or one of the uh, you know um, environmental scientists, sees this kind of gleaming object uh, on the ground, and is like, "That's weird." And they kind of circled around it a little bit and couldn't quite make out what it was, and it was kind of tucked into this natural, like little alcove area of this cave system. And and not completely like it was exposed, but it was still kind of inside this natural formation. So they landed the helicopters to look at this thing, which is kind of like a shows you how bored they were. <laughs> Bro, if I have to count one more sheep, I'm jumping out of this helicopter. <laughs> um, and so they they set her down, set her down, man. And, and so they they get out of the chopper and they go and check this thing out, and it is tall. Um, uh, it was approximately 10 feet tall and uh, solid, they said. They were really trying to figure this thing out, walking around it, touching it, slapping it. And they even had a great photo of these two guys. One was on the other guy's shoulders. So he could kind of look at the top of it, see if there was any, anything was written on it. But it's a triangle-shaped monolith and it's just smooth-looking, kind of a smooth, shiny, aluminum-like metal. It was, it was like if you looked at it from the top, I mean, because the inside was kind of hollow, correct? I remember them saying it felt solid, but okay. when they hit it, they hit it. It sounded like it had a reverberation to it, but it felt really like girthy to them. Well, by triangle, we don't mean it looked like a pyramid, but yeah. it, there are three sides to it and it stood straight up and down like almost like a telephone pole. Yeah. 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 That, that's a great description of it. And so they were like kind of pushing on it and they said it was really in there. It was on a base. It was on like a, a metallic base that was kind of holding it down to the ground and Obviously, you know, no, there's no words, there's no inscription on it or anything. And so people were really doing the thing that we do, trying to figure out where is it, what is it, why is it here, all that stuff. And it got a lot of attention. Uh, people started to come out there and check it out. And, and this place was not easy. It was not easily accessible. This is out in the middle of nowhere, right? Yeah, the desert of Utah, uh, 16 miles southwest of Moab, uh, Utah, which Moab is like a desert. I mean, it's yeah. a desert town. And uh, so, yeah, kind of out there, almost seemingly randomly. And so it was drawing a lot of, uh, you know, visitors to come check it out, which was starting to kind of rub a few people the wrong way, um, uh, mostly like environmentalist types who were like, these areas are, there's no people in them. It's just animals. It's remote for a reason. And they didn't like the fact that now, you know, I would imagine, you know, probably not thousands, but a lot of people started to kind of go out there and check it out. And, uh, the article didn't quite get into how many people had gone out there, but it said it's seen a marked uptick in people going out there to check this thing out. Because someone basically had triangulated where it was and came up with an approximate location, and people pretty much, you know, got to love the internet, figured out where this thing was. So after maybe about a week or so of this, um, it's gone. It's just gone. And seemingly just, you know, not miraculously, but it is. it has been removed. 
And people who had been out there said that they had seen some people moving it. And this is where it gets, you know, we, we get into this discussion. So after it had gotten taken down, shortly thereafter, another one pops up in Romania. <laughs> See, for conspiracy theorists, this is like Christmas morning, isn't it? Oh, yeah, it is. You know, um, the Romanian one, well, if you look at photos, it doesn't quite look the same. Um, the one in Utah is very smooth. If you've ever seen the movie, the classic 80s film, Disney film, Flight of the Navigator. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if you've not, what's wrong with you? Go, <laughs> go, go watch that. Uh, it's very metallic, very smooth, very just like there's no marks or dents on it. The one in Romania looked a little more, I'm going to use the word rough. Um, yeah. It didn't quite have the same polished look to it. It almost looked like if somebody took a electric, you know, electric sander or grinder and just kind of carved like circles all over the thing, roughed yeah. it up. Yeah. A little bit. yeah. It's textured mm-hmm. like the like the smooth, silky voice of Pat Place. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to carve these paisley textures into my monolith. He's like, he's like the Bob Ross of monoliths. I would listen. I would fall asleep to Pat talking about paisley textures. Um, and, uh, and so then this is where it gets interesting too. another monument. Another monolith has been reported to be seen outside of Joshua tree national park. Uh, That's in California? I believe it's in California. Okay. What's that? The best U2 album, Joshua Tree. There you go. Pat with his infinite music. Pat is a walking music library, too, by the way. Um, And so this is where it's getting a little weird. Uh, There has been an artistic group collective um, that called themselves the most famous artists. So uh, they're humble, too. So that's good. (laughs) And uh, they've more or less kind of passively hinted that they're the ones responsible for this thing. And um, this is where you get, um, I hate to say conspiracy minded, but it's like, of course, if this is the angle, if there was a thing that was a mysterious object that was left behind by some sort of superior intelligence, I'm just going to say it, uh, even just to be silly or whatever, just a marker for whatever reason. And then uh, the powers that be were like, we have to sweep the leg on this thing quick. What's the best way to do it? Oh, I know. We, uh, we'll form an artistic collective and tell them <laughs> and say that we did it. You know, that's the fastest way. You debunk something like that. Disinformation. That's why, I mean, you know, people, I don't know. I, I think like if... If there are aliens, you know, in the Southwest deserts who who don't want to be found, I'm sure they love the Area 51 uh, conspiracy theories because it almost, you know, it, it creates so much misinformation and there's just so much information that, you know, half the time we can only speculate if it was a UFO or human made, you know what oh, I mean? God. It's information overload and eventually yeah. just because, you know, we can only take on so much. We're just like, ah, whatever. I got bills to pay. <laughs> but um, But on the flip side, you know, honestly... You know, and not to, you know, not to you know take some of the magic away, but, you know, maybe maybe it is done by people, but maybe it's done by people for a specific like reason that we just don't know. I don't know. But um, like I said, if if you wanted to explain away something quickly, if you had a mysterious thing happen that you wanted to explain away quickly, you would just be like, I don't know, just say some artists did it. <laughs> and then people are like, ah, some crazy artists did it. OK, 
Well, apparently that area has been used for a lot of films and television oh, in yeah. the past X number yeah. of years. Um, Star Trek and episodes. a lot of people are, I, I don't know if it's a lot of people, but uh, a number of people had, had pointed to um, is it an HBO, HBO's Westworld. Yep. Might have, uh, they, they were filming at about the time they believed this thing appeared. They think this thing appeared like in 2016. If you look at some of the Google Maps, that's oh. when it appears on on the older maps. It's it's been been and so they're they're wondering if maybe you know some prop guy who was bored one day just took some extra metal and you know maybe he was creating a nod to the uh, 2001 Space Odyssey uh, monolith and I'm going to stick this here metal out here in the desert and. Someday somebody's going to find it. So <laughs> maybe I mean, I mean, people have done weirder things, but I I sit back and I think about some of this stuff, and I'm like, this thing looked, and from the description of these guys, which you know, if you can't trust a you know you know pilot to give you a good assessment of something, then you shouldn't be flying. Um, the pilots of these helicopters were saying like this thing is hefty, substantial. It didn't feel flimsy. It felt you know if any if it was made, Pat, it was way, made well, mm-hmm. and and so part of me is like. I get it. Like we, you know, you know, we've done kind of funny gags before and things. And even back in the day, I was a big geocacher. So it's kind of fun to go and hide geocaches and people find them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you're going to spend probably what? 30 hours or more building this thing. It's, it's, it's a lot of time and resource to dump into something that you're going to leave sit in the desert that someone may never, ever find. I don't know. And right. there's, a, there's a, that big why to it. It's like the artist did it. Yeah. But it cost. Five thousand dollars and and took two weeks to make. Why would you? Well, when I when I first caught wind of it, I my first thought was like, I hope it's extraterrestrial. I hope it is. I'm not saying it is, but I was I was hoping. Okay, is it a is it a portal that can open up? Is it is it some sort of recording device where they can monitor what we're doing? You know, are there going to be multiple of these? You know, across ley lines around the around the world? I was just really trying to figure out what the heck. And it just looks, I think what makes it look even more out of place is it's it's in this brown, dried, featureless desert. And here you have something that's, you know, uber futuristic looking. It's metallic and smooth and reflective. And it just, it looks so weird. So, so right. weird. Right. Um, Let's just say it, what we're all expecting it is. They're triangulating our position for the ultimate alien invasion that will be our demise. Man, I hope they're nice though. They invade, but they're like, "Hey guys, we got all this cool stuff. Your, your troubles are over." <laughs> and they were a bunch of jerks, and they uh, torch us anyway. No, it's it's probably a microphone to communicate with them from a distance. It's like alien social distancing. Like, all right, guys, COVID's out of control. We're not coming here anymore. But here's a mic. You can talk to us from afar. What if it's an alien podcast mic? And they're and they're like. <laughs> <laughs> They're just setting up different different areas to talk. Well, you know, what's funny is is I slapped the, uh, you know, actually it wasn't even an article. I just I just you know described what what was going on. I put that on my on my psychic business page, and I just asked people. And I knew it was going to be just a slew of opinions and um, <laughs> discussions and arguments. But I was like, hey, here's what's going on. What do you guys think it is? And there was so many comments that contradictory. And it was it was almost like proof that we live in a world where there's too much information. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that's a 
a bad thing per se. I mean, it's it's good to have various news sources. It's good to share opinions. It's it's okay to have differing opinions, but there's so much information out there that the comments people are writing in from, you know, I read I read so and so saying that this was uh, put there by Bigfoot. Another person was like, oh, I think it, you know, I think it's uh, alien. Another person, oh, it's man-made because I heard it was some rare metal. Another person was like, no, it's a normal metal. And <laughs> one lady even chimed in saying, I bet it's a Democrat conspiracy theory that's spitting out more fake votes for Biden. <laughs> <laughs> they they got to be having fun with it at that point. You got to. Dude, think. it's well, like. And you're right with the information thing. It's like you get to the point where you can't see the forest from the trees. It's just what what's true, what's not true, you know? Yep. Yeah. Yep. I mean, and that's that's just it. So um, I, I don't know. You know, it, it was fun to read all the comments, but you, you can't you can't take them all seriously, obviously. Nope. Nope. Just have fun with them. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Hey, how about you? What do you think uh, the uh, the Utah mon- monolith is? Share, you know, be sure to share with our, your comments and thoughts on our social medias and uh, all that. Even more, even more now, because we're just kind of all hanging out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we got nothing to do. That's right. Well, watch out for more, uh, more things in the desert. And if you're in Romania, <laughs> I guess send us a snapshot of that one. Um, but we're always looking for new content, everybody. So if you have a suggestion for a main mystery or a recent sighting, uh, that's near and dear to you, maybe from your neck of the woods, be sure to holler at us at paranormaldads at gmail.com. And thanks to our friends at freesounds.org who provide a lot of the sound effects and uh, music we use during the production of the episode. Also check us out on Facebook, Twitter, and uh, what uh, what's the third Instagram. One? Instagram. Um, that's, that's the one for the kids. I'm too old. <laughs> That's the it's, one that I run, Pat. I know. <laughs> it's the Instatube. You, you can't trust me with the Instagrams. The, 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 face. Instagrams. the face chat and the Instatube and whatnot. Instagram. Yeah. All right. Thank you, everyone. 50 episodes in. We're having a great time and we are looking forward to bringing you uh, way more. And uh, yeah, with all that, here's, here's, here's to 50 more. All right. Amen. Everybody Take care, everybody. Safe. Enjoy the holidays. All right, I want guys. To see, I want to see pictures of you back in those days, Pat. You got a, <laughs> you got a mullet. Tell me you have a mullet, please. <laughs> I probably did. This is Eddie's new jazz fusion band. Wait, so you, guys, you guys hauled away the, the toilet together? Hold away the turlet. An angel from from heaven. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Man, the Myers, the Myers Zoo is a lot. These pets outside in a minute. An artist group has claimed responsibility for it. However, that's exactly what they want you to think. (laughs) Fitty. Episode Fitty.